This week, we have a special announcement. Vans would like to proudly present their all-new Skate Classics, the most iconic silhouettes with an updated, extra-tough construction designed first and foremost for skateboarders, like me and the Ghost. Bro, these new Skate Classics are about to take our skating to the next level. Streets ain't ready. You might catch me in these sub-zero temperatures, popping switch trays. You never know, bruv. It's skate classic season. You hear me? The bunt is back in the basement, mixing up the medicine. We are the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. As for me, I like the stock. Vans. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking six. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. As usual, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Before we get into what we got going on this week, we have an announcement of epic proportions for the people, man. Do the honors. Oh, shit. I got honors? I, bruv, next week, Tuesday, so a day before your usual episode drop, bright and early in the morning, we got our first ever video episode dropping on our YouTube Very excited. Big shouts to Vans. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to do this. It's a virtual house of Vans thing. I cannot wait for the people to finally see Studio E. You get me. For years, people been asking, when we going to see Studio E? I've even heard people say that Studio E doesn't exist. Well, you know what? The time has come. We are welcoming the world inside Studio E. It is Tuesday, March 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to houseofvans.ca or YouTube at The Bunt Live. It's going down. Should we tell them who's on? Are we doing that or should we just make it a surprise, man? Nah, nah. Let's keep it a surprise for the people, yeah? Oh, let's keep it a surprise, man. Well, next week is huge, man. You know we do it for the people and we just stepping it up another notch as usual. (laughs) That's next week, but the show must go on this week. What we got popping, Ghost? We had to go digging in the depths of Illinois to find this legend who's been on a bit of a hiatus, but a legend nonetheless. Marissa Del Santo, the good homie. You know what I'm saying? Big interview. Uh, We've been trying to get her on for a hot minute, so it was dope to finally get her on. Then we take it now straight to the post office. Thanks for all your emails. And of course, wrapping it up with some sports talk in the rundown. And if that ain't enough, head over to our Instagram at The Bunt Live. Head over to our YouTube, like we already said, at The Bunt Live. And then head over to TheBuntLive.com. All sorts of bun out there. Plenty of episodes from years past. We've been doing this for a long time, which means we got a lot of episodes. And if you ain't heard them all, you got some catching up to do. You watch a lot of skating every day, every week. Give me a shout out, man. Oh, you know what I did this week was 
You know when you put off watching a video and then you keep putting it off and the next thing you know you actually just never watch it? Oh yeah. Well, my boredom hit that level where I was like, oh wait, let me go dust off one of those videos that I said I was going to watch like a month ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, I finally got around to watching the Santa Cruz video and uh, it, it, it turned out to be worth my time because we got a shout out of the week, you diggy, and it's none other than Maurice McCoy. Have you heard of him? Mm -mm. Uh, he's just one of those fucking guys where you're just like, yo, why can't my kickflip look like that? You know? Oh, that's everyone, dog. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, but no, I, I first saw him in one of the older Santa Cruz videos. I was, he stood out like he's he's mad good. But this part was uh, super clean. Probably maybe one of the dopest kick crooks I've ever seen in my life on this curve ledge. I'll make sure I show it to you next time. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just a, a fan. You know, maybe he's lesser known because he's not on the most popular brands or whatever. But uh, he he's a low-key killer. And then also shout out to Emmanuel Guzman. Oh, he yo, he had last part in the video. And yo, I swear he frontside half cab flipped the 13 and SF, you know, like the PJ lad switch flip one. I swear he did that when we were still in high school because it was another one of those things I remember like watching at like recess on the like, school computers and just watching it like a hundred times in a row because it was too fucked. And so you to think see they him, used it? No, no. no. <clears throat> but to see him shredding at the level he's he's still at like all these years later was super dope. He had last part, well deserved. Um, so yeah, a little shout out to the Santa Cruz boys. So you're saying we went to the depths of Illinois to find this interview with marissa and you went to the depths of your boredom to find this shout out <laughs> of the week i would say maybe next time give him a little bit of a nicer intro man bro if you know that happens fucking there's too much content these days so sometimes you just keep forgetting to watch something and, and then someone who comes out and and you're yeah and you're fried well i finally watched portions the uk video oh yeah and man, you weren't lying. Kyle Wilson is that dude, dog. Mr. Still Here Board, legend. Danny Brady. We got to get Danny Brady on here. ASAP Rocky, man. Someone make that happen for us, please. Yeah, Danny, come on, bruv. Danny, what please. What you waiting for, mate? Please, Danny. So like we said, Marissa Del Santo in the building. Strange World legend. Absolutely blew everyone's mind when that video came out. And here she is, man. Let's get it popping, dog. Anything left to do? Bro, the only thing we got left to do is get that za in our bellies. You get me? Maker Pizza, Dr. Pepperoni, Wings, Bodegas, you name it. Maker Pizza. Order on their app, available on iOS or Android, or head downtown, Queen and Spadina, Uptown, Avenue Road in Lawrence. Maddie Matheson, tell them what they get when they order from Maker Pizza, man. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Let's get the interview popping. Let's get it popping. Today we have Marisa Del Santo in the building. What's cracking, yo? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> Pretty anticlimactic here. <laughs> All right, so we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Ah, uh, shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Walter Payton's Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, let's go. Had <laughs> to be the Chicago the, Bears. The the Super Bowl field goal <laughs> kick thing. And, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Tony Hawk doing the 900 or some shit. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. Those are classics. <laughs> Two legendary moments right there. Yeah, the, that nine, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? Um, I grew up in LaGrange, Illinois. It's like 20 miles, pretty much straight shot west of Chicago. And uh, I, uh, I was like playing soccer and playing piano and I always had these lessons and I didn't really like any of it and then like I knew a couple of kids in elementary school who skated and like I'd see them just skating in the parking lot like after school I was in like fourth grade or something and uh they were just like these two like 10 year old kids just skating in a parking lot unattended like there were no adults around they were just doing what they wanted and I was like that is the coolest shit like I want to be free. (laughs) I just, like, had to, like, you know, I always had to go to these lessons or, like, practice, and it, like, wasn't even fun. It was just, like, kind of this, like, just tedious schedule. But skating, just, like, I don't know, I just wanted to do what I want. (laughs) And, like, seeing those kids do that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's a thing you could do. Like, like, you, like, I don't know, never stop learning. For sure. So you just pulled up with them. How did you, did you like already have a board or something or you had to go get one? No, I just saw them skating and I was like, like, oh, so that's like what that's about. Because I I had a board that I got for Christmas. It was like some Kmart or like, you know, like a Target Walmart board, like a, like Veriflex or something. And uh, like seeing them, seeing those kids skating, I was like, oh yeah, I have one of those. (laughs) But I like, I, like it wouldn't even like move. Like everything was plastic. Like even then, I knew like, oh, this board's shit. Like <laughs> I want to get like a, like a good board. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I knew kids who skated, and I was kind of friends with them. But like, I mean, I was like a, you know, like a nine-year-old girl hanging out with a bunch of nine-year-old guys. Like they just made fun of me and stuff. <laughs> like I didn't like even then. Like I never had girlfriends or anything. But um. Like, I saw one of them with, like, a CCS catalog one time, and I was like, like, how do I get my hands on one of those? He was like, oh, I got it out of Boy's Life magazine. So I went to the <laughs> school library and rented out of Boy's Life and ordered CCS catalog <laughs> out of it. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of just all started from there. That's fucking dope, man. <laughs> Putting in work, going to the school library and everything. Hell yeah. A little research. So fast forward a little bit. What was your first big break in the skate industry? I don't know, like, being invited to X Games or something. Like, <laughs> I guess it would probably have to be that. Because I'd, I'd, like, just turned 18, or I was about to turn 18, and I got invited to X Games because I skated this contest with, like, the shop I skated for at the time called RQ. And uh, they did this, like, top shop thing at, like, Third Layer Park in, like, Minneapolis. And uh, I skated in that contest, like, with the RQ team, and, like, I was going for it at that point. I was, like, a senior in high school, you know? Like, all I did was mm-hmm. skate, and, like, I, know, I guess I was, like, kind of starting to, like, progress and shit. But um, Jason Rothmeyer was judging that contest, and he ended up being, like, a judge for X Games, so he invited me to X Games, and when I got the invitation, I was like, fuck that. <laughs> like... I'm not, like, <laughs> X Games, that's whack. 
But then my one friend was like, oh, like, can you, like, win money in that shit? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe I should try. And, yeah, I guess that was probably it. You pull up on some paper or what? <laughs> More than I would ever seen at the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got, like, two grand for third place. And it was, like, I got, like, my first bank account and shit. Like, that was kind of, like, my introduction to, like, you know, I guess adulthood and managing money and stuff like that. But I, I totally overdrafted that shit. That's so sick. <laughs> it was like way more <laughs> the of like X Games check. To me, I, that was like a million dollars to me at the time. But like, I spent it all in like like three months. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah. You came up with the dope crew, the destruction squirrel crew. <laughs> Y'all put out videos for days. Um, how did skating with your squad kind of shape you into the young goat that you became (laughs) damn uh i guess just like having fun and not caring like just fucking around we like film everything like i mean that shit was mad fun there was never like a set set crew though it was just kind of like whoever i was hanging out with a bunch at the time because like in the earlier videos i had a lot of friends who like just kind of fell off of skating and got over it and like I like kind of lost touch with a lot of people but towards the end we had a pretty solid crew and like everybody backed it we'd all write like DS on our boards and like we made shirts and you know all the fun shit like stencils and spray painting like DS on everything but I mean I guess it was just like some you know middle class suburb like hood rat shit (laughs) as 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 much as you know like as far as like that means like we weren't doing anything sketchy but it was just like kind of you know like semi-rowdy just like fucking with people and having fun and just skating a bunch classic so what's up with the name what why destruction squirrel i kind of don't like fully know i had a friend when i was super young like who was a little older than me, who, like, I kind of looked up to. He was, like, a year or two older than me. And he would always talk in these crazy voices. Like, he totally, like, could have been, like, a cartoon voiceover actor or something. I think he, like, started, like, he became a junkie or some shit. But he, like, he would talk in these crazy voices. And, like, I think we were just skating in front of his house. And there was, like, like, a very dead squirrel. Like, it had been, like, crushed by a car. And he was, like, district like in some weird voice and like i was like oh that's hilarious like we should call our skate crew that or you know and i, and I think it just kind of stuck from there i just thought it was funny yeah shout out to the og homie hopefully he's doing all right yeah hopefully he's a little bit better no, i hope he's all right i didn't mean i didn't mean to get dark or anything just like <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen that dude and like i haven't seen that guy in like probably like 15 years so i mean who knows that's God damn that tends to be like a thing where I'm from. Mm. It's like bored kids with money that don't know what to do. Yeah. So you came up skating with a couple of guys that people are familiar with these days, Sinner and Neen Williams. All three of you touched the limelight at different times, but what was it like skating with them and the RQ squad back in the day? Pretty awesome, honestly. At the time, like, like Neen and like me and me, Pat and Neen were really close at one point, like. We would hang out all the time and, like, go to our friend's place and watch skate videos, like, you know, during, like, winter break. And then we'd all go to, like, the indoor park together and stuff. Like, we were hanging out a lot. 
And then, like, they both got on our queue, and then I got on our queue, and they were both, like, just, like, getting really good. Like, I'd see them, like, every couple weeks, and they'd, like, you know, they'd be, like, they're, like, skating handrails and shit. Like, they were already, like, good, good. And it was definitely kind of motivating to me, because, like, I remember going skating with them one time, like, the first time in a while, and, like, I was scared to jump on a rail, and they were, like kind of, like, giving me shit for it, but it was, like, I don't know, in, like, a, fr- like, you know, like, a friend way, like, but, like, you know, a harsh friend way, like, don't be a pussy, but, you know, at the time, we were, like, 15, <laughs> and I was, like, yeah, you're right, <laughs> like, I should be able to do this, like, you guys are doing it, like, we started, you know, skating around the same time, and, uh, I mean, it was definitely, like, motivating for me, I guess. Seems like you all went in extremely different, uh, paths. Sinner's pretty crazy on Instagram these days. We had Sinner on the show. Was that like a couple years ago? Yeah. Probably one of the like all-time crazy episodes, but you keep in contact with him at all? He's wild. I mean, it's kind of sick because he's like kind of always been that way. Mm -hmm. Like I have like footage of him like taking a bath in like a fucking like rain puddle. (laughs) (laughs) He was always just like this kind of like crazy... ADD, just, I don't know, all over the place. When I first met him, he would wear, like, Old Navy gym shorts, and, like, <laughs> like he was never wearing a shirt. He was just, like, he was, like, 11 years old, like, with, like, long-ass scruffy hair and gym shorts and no shirt. Like, he looked like a homeless, like, child. Like, <laughs> But, I mean, he totally wasn't. He has, like, a nice... He has a nice family and stuff, but... No, was, he's, he's definitely a character. I mean... It, it just, like, makes sense to me. Like, he's kind of, he's always been the same, which I respect the shit out of. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we were kids, like, honestly, like, he hasn't changed that much. From what I recall, I don't, like, super <laughs> keep in touch, but, like, I talk to them every now and again. Like, when I was living in California, I'd, like, meet up with Sinner. I heard he's been, like, just getting a little buck wild. I think the pandemic and Donald Trump hit uh, Sinner different. Oh... Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't oh, want to start shit because I don't. I don't keep up with anything. <laughs> I, don't just, need to I don't comment. keep. Like I don't keep up with anything. I like barely know what's going on in the world. So we hear you have a pet frog, well, a pet toy frog, who goes pretty hard in the streets. Tell us about the legend known as Party Frog. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know who told you about that. Well, uh, <laughs> you want to see him? Here, I'll, I'll show him. <laughs> oh him. shit, he's chilling. While you can see me, this is Party Frog. <laughs> what? Okay. He's lost doing some, the splits. He's lost some. <laughs> he's lost some fingers, and he's kind of like falling apart. I had to like super glue him together. I mean, pretty much, he's just our friend that we used to skate with a bunch, and he ollied El Toro <laughs> one time, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's got some clips, and he he rages. He's like, he's pretty he's pretty wild. He had, he had a time. He's had several bouts with addiction, but um, he always pulls through. I mean, he's he's okay. He's hanging in there. I heard he smokes and everything. Fucking crazy oh, yeah, bastard. He, like, but yo, we need <laughs> he chiefs. He rages. We need to see that Ollie. There's footage out there, right? We need to see like his his. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's in a destruction squirrel uh six. 
okay. I think it's like it's on the web. It's on like YouTube. He's he's got that like after the credits part, like the classic like. <laughs> uh, oh shit! Just like at, after Black Ender. Okay, we'll we'll make sure we track that down. Save the best for last. It's worth checking out. So you've had some success skating contests and also some fails. Can you tell us about the time you won the X Games? Sure. I mean, I think I was. It was like on my twentieth birthday. What? <laughs> so I was pretty young and ambitious, and also kind of started smoking a bunch of cigs. <laughs> so I was like, you know, trying to skate to my fullest and like not able to breathe, and <laughs> I was like, just I'd like land a trick and then run back up the stairs and like. You know, I was just, like, doing as much shit as I could. Because I don't remember what kind of format they had. I mean, mm-hmm. it was, like, some skate jam shit. But, like, whoever lands the most tricks wins. Or, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they, they always had some kind of different, like, deal. It was, like, it was never just, like, straight runs yeah. or whatever. They'd have, like, some jam shit or something. But, I mean, I was, I, I was 20 going for it smoking like a pack a day like <laughs> and uh yeah no i guess i won <laughs> and it was pretty exciting it's fucking dope yeah i mean the the jam format's definitely less stressful probably than or at least for me than fucking doing a I run i don't know i mean you like doing, doing runs oh man i can't handle all the eyes on me at once the run yeah the run is like you're just out there like putting yourself on the line like it's you're just by yourself i don't know you're just like vulnerable <laughs> like, yeah I don't know, it's like, I don't know, like stand-up comedy for the first time or some shit like that. Yeah, but every you, time. You get used to it. <laughs> no, I never got used to it. I mean, I I honestly didn't really either, but I got, I mean, I was just like skating a bunch and like feeling good on my board and pretty like consistent, I guess. That's what's up. How much money you take home that time? Uh, that was a cool 20 Gs, I think. <laughs> oh, excuse me? <laughs> 20 racks? <laughs> it was pretty wild. I mean, I... It was like that was unbelievable, and Damn. Uh, yeah, like just like I kind of just fully moved to California, and I don't know, I like was able to like get an apartment, and you know, I got like health insurance and car insurance, and like just like I was like totally under out of my parents' like jurisdiction, I guess. Like I was just like able to like afford to like just fully take care of myself for the first time, which was kind of cool. But then it That's was gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it lasted more than a couple months, like the first time you got two grand. It lasted like exactly a year. <laughs> like <laughs> That's by the not time, bad. By the time the next X Games, oh. I was like, oh shit, I got like a, like five hundred dollars left. Like, <laughs> like I got, I might have to like get a job or something. But then I skated in that X Games and did well and like was able to just do it again. Like, cool, I could just like chill for another year or whatever. Damn. It was pretty sick at the time. I mean, that was, like, pretty, like, insane for me, for sure. That's awesome. It's crazy, like, thinking about it from your perspective. And we had Alexis Sablone on last season and saying that, like, the pressure that you have to put on yourself to make money in contests just to live because you're not making, you know, equivalent money from your sponsors like some of the guys. Like, that's a whole nother level of pressure. For sure. I mean, we would always talk about that. Like, I, I got to know Alexis pretty well from, like, just, like, being, like, you know, those events and stuff. Like, we had our crew, and, like, me and her became pretty good friends and stuff. But, I mean, I honestly, like, never really thought of it that way. Because I never mm-hmm. expected to, like, get paid by a company or anything like that. I was just like, oh, I could, like, fucking 
I could, like, back lip this handrail and, like, you know, be chilling for a year. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I, I don't know, I just, like, would, like, I was just skating my ass off, but, like, it wasn't as hard then because I was, like, skating a shit ton and just, like, really comfortable and confident and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it's wild. It reminds me of, I can't remember if I said this when we had Alexis on, but, like, WNBA players the WNBA players have their season in the States and that's like, you know, winning that championship is like the ultimate accomplishment or goal for like any of the, the girl basketball players. But then in the off season, most of them go to Russia because they get paid more to play in the Russian league. Oh, really? You know? well, yeah. And damn. that's where they make the bulk of their money. That's but where they like actually like make enough to like, live. Yeah. 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 yeah it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Like the, that you would have to do well in a contest to be able to chill for a year as opposed to where the guys make most of their money from the the brands, right? Just, like, skate and film and fucking, I don't know, like, just keep up with it and don't be a pile and, like, wear yeah. Yeah. wear these shoes and skate these boards and, like, go on the trip. Like, and, mm. you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I never really even, like, considered it that way, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, which is kind of sad when you think about it. Like, it... Alexis says it's getting better, which is really dope to hear, but there's obviously still a long way to go. For sure. I mean, I'm sure it's getting better. Like, at that point, I mean, I don't know, like, especially, like, I didn't even think skateboarders were making that much money in general. Like, even, you know, like, salary from a company or whatever. Like, they'd maybe help you, like, pay rent or something like that. Or, like, pay Mm -hmm. for, like, your health insurance. I mean... It didn't, like, unless you skate for, like, Nike or, you know, some, like, Mm -hmm. big, big company. Real shit. SkatePal has built three skate parks in Palestine and on their way to building a fourth. Skateboarding has the potential to dissolve barriers between class, race, age, and gender. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional, a child, or an adult. If you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org and skatepal.co.uk, or purchase a Skatistan and SkatePal product from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people, y'all. So, as Donald mentioned, and we went over the uh, successes and contests, we heard you've also had some fails. Can you tell us about the time when you tried an indie grab barrel roll on a mani pad? <laughs> I don't even really know what that would look like, but it sounds amazing. Is it like the Richie Jackson thing? That was that was just too much fun. No, I, I skated in a... It was the first female street league. And then like two... Like pretty much the next day after skating in that contest... I flew to South Africa for that Kimberly Diamond Cup thing. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, at that point, I mean, I was like, I don't want to do this at all. Like, I could make money not skating in contests. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> this isn't important to me. And, like, I skated in Street League and, like, kind of tried, but, like, still kind of half-ass. And I went to that Kimberly contest, like, with like another contest two days after street league or whatever i was like just kind of like fuck this like i had friends there so like it was fun to just like hang out and see people but in my run i was like i'm like i'm gonna see if i could just not pop my tail once 
<laughs> so I so I just did early grabs and like little bunless things and yeah I did like a barrel roll off like a it was like a mani pad that starts off like you know like a few inches and drops off like mm-hmm. you know like shot like thigh high or something but I just ollied up and did like a barrel roll off it <laughs> like I, I, I probably didn't land it I, I mean I looked like a fool but I got like I got a funny photo of it that my friend took and there's just like like the, there's people in the background that are, their faces are just like like in horror like what is she doing this is terrible but I don't know it was, it was a good time that was my last contest <laughs> Nice. Yeah, if you, st- if you still got that photo handy, definitely send that over. Yeah, we need to that. see that. I I hope so. No, I I will for sure. <laughs> you came out absolutely swinging in the zero video strange world. One of the all time great parts. Thank you. Uh, what was it like filming during that time, and how buck were you getting? Um, it was kind of stressful, kind of terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I definitely never like pushed myself like that before like i said i was just skating a shit ton and like i had like a good crew that was like really like pushing me and really motivating and like i don't know like they definitely like my friend matt who filmed a lot of that definitely like pushed me to try a lot of stuff that i wouldn't normally try and he'd be like you're punk like you don't give a fuck if you get hurt like, <laughs> like i'd be like oh yeah why? like i don't <laughs> like, i mean i was like 19 or 20 like just you know like in my prime i guess or you know mm-hmm. but it was definitely like it was hard but i mean it was worth it that part it was definitely worth it man that <laughs> shit was crazy what was like thanks what was the biggest battle what trick was the biggest battle in that part dude probably uh dude that that crook on like the straight out rail in like vancouver mm-hmm. yeah that yeah i like broke my foot and ankle trying that (laughs) and like jesus in that video that you mentioned that like thrasher comp thing that like jamie made i did it once and i guess i land like kind of weird or something but like at that point i'd like already like broken i like broke my ankle straight up like i had to go like once we got back to california i like went to my doctor and he was like yeah you could like get surgery or wear a boot for like three months Jeez. like i didn't i didn't i didn't skate for like six months after like that trick wow. <laughs> but i mean i was just young and limber and <laughs> like you know like i had like a bunch of adrenaline and i was just you know like still kind of feeling it and i landed it once and my friend matt who was filming was like yo like i don't want to be like you're gonna think i'm the worst person ever but like you should do that again like if you wanted to be in the video you need that guy though he's that guy yeah i know i mean (laughs) he like he was honest like jamie's not gonna use that like you gotta do it better i was like fuck i was like about to cry honestly like but it was before like you know the pain really set in or anything Mm -hmm. and i did it again like not like it didn't take me that long but after that i was like i was out for like half a year it was pretty shitty but yeah that was that was a scary one too i mean like just i don't know i like don't usually skate shit like that every clip in that part is a fucking banger that thing i (laughs) we were gonna ask you about that crook but you brought it up but uh (laughs) fucking i've looked at that thing like that thing is no fucking joke man 
it's so fucking gnarly so mad props on that one thanks dude no that was like a prime example of like winterberg being like dude like fuck your life like you're punk (laughs) (laughs) you know like who (laughs) like that's such good motivation yeah (laughs) and i mean i was like i really want to like be a part of this video and shit or like you know i want to like get on the team like if that's what it's gonna take i guess like Mm -hmm. i mean i was just young and ambitious it sucks obviously like any six month long injury is horrible but it's just a little bit less shitty when you at least get the clip like imagine just not getting it and oh for sure no totally and like having like never gone back i mean at that point like i probably wouldn't have even tried it again if i like didn't land it and went back to it you know yeah that thing's heavy duty can you take us behind the scenes on your kick front board in that part (laughs) behind the scenes uh (laughs) honestly like there's not that much behind the scenes i mean i i have like i mean even like at that point like skating all that shit like i'd never like skated stuff that big before i i had really bad madness like i would ride up a million times i would like have to make bets like you know like against me like like if i don't try if i don't jump on it right here i owe everybody here like a hundred bucks like (laughs) shit like that like i would have to do that or else like i couldn't even make myself like jump on anything so i mean there was a lot of that does that motivation work for you when you do say shit like that it did at the time Hmm. at the time it did but then i got to the point where i was like this sucks like like i'd like apologize after laying a trick like i'm sorry guys like i'm such a pain in the ass like it just like i don't know it like like takes away from like the fun of it or something or i kind of it just felt like ingenuine or something you know Mm yeah man that motivation never fucking worked for me like i'll give you 20 bucks if i don't try it right here like dude that like worked that worked wonders for me that's like how i filmed that part (laughs) pretty much like every trick in that part is like something like that that's amazing our friend morgan was the king of that shit remember yeah i remember he was like so scared to try and kickflip nose this hubba one time and he's like if i don't try it here like devin you get my next 10 boxes from blind (laughs) (laughs) oh my god just saying the most er wait it might back then it was bass it was bass back then actually did it work for him but uh well yeah he finally went for it he rode up to a million and he finally went for it and he like bunted and the his board flew over the hubba and went into the water and then like he like took all <laughs> and he also took someone else's board because i think he focused his water. own board he focused his own board because he couldn't commit and then he used donovan's board and it he just like basically kick flipped the board over the hubba straight <laughs> into the water oh yeah. shit and then ran down and took all his clothes off he's in his underwear and then just like pump fake Couldn't jumping jump into in, the water yeah. and he didn't do it he, did he did he save your board though no, no like he no. just took his clothes off and just stood he at wouldn't the edge jump in, like, and he probably in. wouldn't have been able to find the board anyway but <laughs> to get undressed like he just jump in at least <laughs> you know but the worst Damn. part was he replaced Donovan's like brand new DGK fresh complete with like a blind board. Oh, uh, that's 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 kind of a damper. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the motivation didn't work for him either. Well, it worked for Marissa. <laughs> yeah, it's it, so it funny. did work for Morgan, just not that day. I just had uh, a son, <laughs> and in the summer, 
I tried to like pump myself up to try something. Like I'm like I'm gonna do it for my son right here. Like, I have to do it. Like if I this is for him, I'm gonna do it. How did that work? I and mean, it didn't it didn't work at all. Like nothing will work. make me try it if I'm not if it's like if I don't want to, you know. And then we were yeah. I was skating last night. There's just no there's no getting around. That. No, there's nothing. I was skating last night, and our friend Shane was like. He's like, yo, do it for your son right here. And I'm like, Shane, I'll never bring his name into skating ever again. Like, it doesn't work. I ain't doing it, man. No like, money, don't, nothing. Don't bring, don't bring up my son. Yeah, leave him out of this, yo. Yeah. Yeah. My, my trick for myself, which also I don't think worked, was I used to have a crazy, crazy fear of flying. And uh, like in grade eight, I went to paris for a month and when i was there i was just like i'm taking a boat home like i'm never flying again (laughs) like i was just dreading coming (laughs) home the whole time and then i finally came home and actually didn't fly for years and then at one point i was like oh yeah i was on the plane and i was thinking to myself if i ever if this plane lands and i don't die in a plane crash like i'll try anything (laughs) Like, I have no fear. So then the next time I was, like, skating a rail or some shit, I was like, just imagine being back on that plane and what you would give to be on the ground and try this rail. Like, you have to try it right now. But I'd even pussy out on that. Fucking so. mind tricks. <laughs> Something like that wouldn't work for me. Like, there has to be, like, I don't know, just some kind of, like, you get, like, like you get my record collection if I don't like yeah. stick this or some shit. Like it has to be like taking something away. Like yeah. Well, yo, yeah, that's yeah. why people go crazy in like best trick contests and like go skate day because there's like an energy you'll never get just like skating with the homies. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's like totally how I felt at like like those contests we were talking about earlier. Like I was like, there's like a lot of money on the line. Like I could like. <laughs> I could like land some tricks and chill for like for a, year, a while. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's like kind of the way I thought of that too. Just mm-hmm. like it'd be worth it to try. Like at least like do my best. Yeah, and then you try to indie barrel roll. <laughs> There's that. That too. was that was that was, th- that was further down the road. Those were different <laughs> times. So one of my favorite clips of yours, and it's the intro clip from your uh, best of edit. Is the legendary roof dropping? Can you um, just set the scene for the people and give us a little backstory on that clip? So that's that's a fun one. I like I like that story. It was my friend's thirteenth birthday, and I mean I was already thirteen. I was like a little older than her, but we were both in eighth grade, and I couldn't go anywhere without bringing my board, and like. I went to, like, her birthday party, and we were at her mom's house, and, like, or maybe it was her aunt or, I don't know, some woman in her family, and we're all in the back, like, in the backyard hanging out, and I was like, Christine, you think, like, I could, like, try to ollie off your roof? And she's like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah! Like, she, like, told me, like, a way to get up there, because she, like, she knew how to get up there, like, through, like, a window or something, and, uh... I only got that one try in, but I was like just scurrying around the roof. Like I heard like her mom come out or aunt or whatever. And she's like, is there somebody on the roof? And Christine's like, nah. (laughs) And like the only way I could get down was to just like, you know, might as well try to just ollie off the shit. Cause that's what I wanted to do anyways. And, uh, yeah, it was one and done try. (laughs) Stuck it in the clip. You could see the birthday girl in the foreground. 
and uh, I don't even remember who filmed that. It was me and, like, a bunch of girls that I was friends with. Like, they were just kind of, like, the young, like, alternative, like, mm-hmm. you know, we were just, like, the outcast girl crew. It was, like, me and her and a couple other friends. And, like, I mean, I don't even remember who all was there. I don't, like, I haven't talked to any of those people since, but it was a pretty good time. That was epic. Legendary quick. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall in the mud. <laughs> So when fans like us were expecting you to drop some more heat after the Zero video, you kind of shocked a lot of people. You moved back home and kind of walked away from it all. What was going on behind the scenes at the time? <laughs> I just uh, didn't want to die. And, like, <laughs> I didn't want to die skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was just kind of... I'd like been really hurt. I had to get a bunch of surgeries. Like I broke both of my wrists pretty bad and... I, like, tore my shoulder, like... Like, after Strange World, I was like, oh, I got, like, ballin' health insurance. I could just get all this shit done and then, like, you know, get back to it right away and just, you know, start skating again and still do the thing. But then, uh, I broke my right wrist, like, freak accident, and after that, I was like, I'm straight. Like, I'm so done. Like, I don't want to have to do this anymore. I just want to move back home and, like... Like, like, if I stay in California, I'm going to, like, quit skating and, like, just be a piece of shit. I could, mm-hmm. Or I could move back home and, like, skate with my friends and have fun again and just, like, you know, be a kid again, I guess. Yeah. Get, like, the genuine fulfillment, like, how you did when you were, like, you know, in, like, junior high or something. Mm-hmm. Being punk wasn't enough, eh? Couldn't <laughs> propel you to do it anymore? Yeah. No, I mean, getting hurt sucks. <laughs> Trust me, dog. <laughs> so you were homecoming queen in high school you made the school paper you were in a little uh <laughs> parade like a little float thing tell us a little bit about that epic achievement and how it popped off did did one of my friends tell you about this stuff <laughs> that's that, that's i was i was stoked that you guys were going about it that way like my friend phil was really hyped to like hear from you guys He's like, oh, that's like my favorite podcast. Like, I can't wait like to tell them stories. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was I was homecoming queen, uh, senior year. I think I still had braces. Uh, <laughs> I had to, or I had to do all like this cheesy shit for it. Like, I was in like the lineup. Like, it was me and like six, you know, just like preppy girls, and. Uh, I'd, like, go to the football game and, like, <laughs> I'd, like, be in the homecoming parade and all this shit. It was corny as hell, but <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And, like, I don't even know how I, like, got nominated. I think, like, my friend had something to do with it because they just thought it'd be hilarious. And I think, like, some jocks might have voted for me or something because, like, they thought, like, oh, Mara's going to show up, like all dolled up and we could just like fucking rag on her or something like they thought i'd show up like you know wearing a dress or something but that was that was pretty silly (laughs) that's so sick though no it was it was kind of sick like i guess like um like the superintendent of my school like didn't want me to win because they didn't think i'd like represent the school well because i like I got, like, okay grades, but I wasn't, like, on, like, any teams or mm-hmm. any, like, extracurricular shit. And, like, I didn't really fit the image of the homecoming queen, I guess. 
and like all these other girls. I mean, I, I definitely pissed off some people, <laughs> which was kind of sick. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're big in the vintage clothing game now. When did you decide to turn your passion for clothes into work? We've always seen you rocking the sick vintage Chicago Bears stuff. But when Hell did you yeah. decide to turn it into your job? Um, I mean, I guess I didn't really decide to turn it into a job like that. I mean, I was I was doing it for a while, just kind of on the side, like as like, you know, just like a fun, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just sort of my passion, I guess. Like, I've, I've always loved like thrifting and, you know, like digging through old shit and like, I don't know, I always like I've, I've been doing that forever. I mean, even in like. You know, back when, like, when I was living in California and shit, like, I had, like, 80s Mickey Mouse shirts, and, like, I was always, like, thrifting and lurking around and going to garage sales and trying to hunt for stuff, but, I mean, I just, I kind of started reselling when I moved back to Chicago from California, and, like, I don't know, I, like, I was, like, buying stuff on eBay, like, I just look up, like, vintage Simpsons shirt on eBay, and, like, at the time, everything was so much cheaper, like, there wasn't as... I know there like there, yeah there wasn't like as much of a market like now like people have no qualms dropping like a couple hundred bucks on a shirt That's crazy. but back then like it was a lot different but I was like kind of toying around with reselling on eBay and uh I would do like wholesale to vintage stores around Chicago but that was like when thrifting was like like I was finding really sick shit and I was like just wholesaling it to vintage stores like I'd get like maybe like seven dollars a piece damn I was like, like, fuck, like, that shit was actually really good. Like, I should have just held on to all of that. Mm-hmm. But my friend actually, uh, like, I told my friend in New York what that I was doing that or, like, kind of getting into it. And she was like, oh, you should open an Etsy store. I was like, yeah. didn't know what it was. But, like, I, I got home from that trip and, like, I was like, huh, maybe she's right. Like, maybe I'll try it out. And it was one that was, like, still kind of new and there weren't that many vintage stores on there. So, I mean, it just ended up working out, mm-hmm. like, just, like, kept up with it and kept listing, and, and I'd notice, like, more and more sales, and just, like, their algorithm, it's, like, the more active you are, the more, like, the more likely you are to, like, succeed, Attract I people, guess. Yeah. It's yeah. insane what uh, the Michael Jordan documentary did for all the, like, Chicago Bears, or uh, Chicago Bulls stuff. Just, like, oh, I bet. Immediately, everything's, like, $300. <laughs> yeah. I know, and, like, thrifting in Illinois, like, I would see that shit so much that I would pass on it. Like, I would see, like, 91 Bulls stuff and pass on it, because I wasn't reselling, and I was like, well, I already have enough of this shit, and, like, this is, like, too big for me, or, you know, like, I wouldn't wear it. But I would, like, I used to see that shit all the time, and now you never see it. Like, I mean, just, yeah, like, now that, I don't know, it's, like, I'd be, like, more stoked to find it now. I, I would not pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. Let's get a little story time with Marisa del Santo going. Oh. <laughs> Does he sound like your dad when he says it like that? Um, Not really. <laughs> uh, how, how would <laughs> Which is like, it? I mean, I prefer you not to. <laughs> <laughs> how would your dad pronounce it? He'd be like, Marisa, like, how uh, come you leave the light on when you're not in the, you're not in the room, you leave the TV on, like, <laughs> Marisa, the door is open, like, how come you leave the door open, like, <laughs> like, just, you know, that's pretty, very Italian. that's pretty, that's pretty Maro, his name is Maro. Sounds like a legend. He's, yeah, he, he's pretty legend. <laughs> 
Can you tell us about the time you got arrested in Chicago the weekend of the uh, NATO convention? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> Good looks. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. We, I was at a party. I'd like, so I moved back to Chicago from California in like, it's like the beginning of April or something. Like, I got arrested twice within like a month of moving back. Like, sick. Like, for nothing. Wow. But this was the first time, and um, it was actually pretty crazy. It was like, we were just at a party. I was about to drop everybody off and, like, go to the suburbs, like, to my parents' house. And we were walking to my car in, like, some neighborhood. And I guess it was, like, the neighborhood where, like, the mayor, like, Rahm Emanuel, like, he was just, like, inaugurated as mayor after, like, Mayor Daly. And uh, it was, like, the neighborhood he lived in, like what luck and then we were just walking back to my car and my friends were drunk and kind of rowdy and luckily we didn't get caught for like what they actually did they like set a chair on fire and like 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 in the middle of the street they like went up on somebody's porch and took a wicker chair and just like set it on fire like like you know half a block away from my car but i had like most of us had nothing to do with that and like my friend phil who you guys spoke with like just started breaking the sign and it was just funny it was like a styrofoam sign like it wasn't even anything and i was like yo keep doing that I, like run to my car get my my high eight camera and just film them for a sec like this isn't a ds video too um <laughs> like that clip and then seconds later we just see flashlights walk up as i'm like putting my camera away and uh it was so questionable from the start because like Never once did they ask if we were drinking or if it was my car. Like, they had us, like, put our hands on, like, the hood of my car. And, like, we were all drunk. And they were just, like, pretty much, you know, like, super bad. Like, pussies on the pavement. Like, they were, like, you know, like, frisking us. And, like, they weren't treating me any different as a girl. Like, they were totally just, like, abusing all of us. And, like throw us all in the cop car take us to the station and this and that and like i mean ended up like pretty much booking us and we like fully got arrested for like destruction of property and shit and then transferred us to like some sort of cook county like it wasn't like jail like prison jail but it was like a holding cell or something and uh i was by myself they separated me because i'm a girl and like my like four guy friends just like we're all hanging out the whole time like shooting the shit and i was by myself i was like i'm sick like (laughs) who knows like when we're like if i'm gonna see these guys again (laughs) like i was just i was pretty worried and and, uh threw me in the cell or whatever and um they like took my jacket i had like a members only jacket that they took and like they took my glasses so i couldn't see and like it was cold it was like the middle of april like it wasn't really that warm yet so we were like we pretty much spent the night in jail and by the time they let us out like 10 30 11 in the morning and i didn't know where i was i was so like disoriented like i was just like trying to sleep the whole time i was in there but i like didn't have my glasses and it's like i didn't know where my friends were like they like took our phones and wallets and all that shit so like i mean we ended up meeting back up and it was fine of course but It was just kind of insane how they went about it. Like, they weren't even real cops. They were, like, volunteer cops for, like, the NATO event. Oh, hell no. I mean, yeah, they probably thought we were, like, terrorists or something because we were, like, (laughs) 
kind of like <laughs> being, being yeah we were like being rowdy in like the mayor's neighborhood and they were like oh no <laughs> like these guys are gonna like <laughs> bomb the fucking like i don't know mccormick place or like the daily center some shit i don't know that shit was pretty crazy can you tell us about bob's mega ramp experience uh <laughs> yeah so i was out skating one day with uh winterberg who used to like he filmed like all the old zero stuff and uh bart jones the photographer and uh it was just us three and like tried to go to a couple spots it was just like me solo mish and like i got pissed off and i like i was like you know taking forever to land something and just getting irritated but then i finally landed it and then we were like so like what do you want to do the rest of the day <laughs> and um winterberg was like well i i know where bob Burnquist lives <laughs> so we <laughs> so we just drove up to his house and i don't think he was home but we just kind of like lurked around his like estate like his whole like you know like vert ramp section and all that shit he has like llamas and fucking all these like exotic animals and like organic farming shit and then you like drive further down this path <laughs> and that's where like the mega ramp is like you have to drive to it it's like kind of removed off his property but it's like behind his house like you know like a quarter of a mile or something and uh yeah, we just had a field day on the mega ramp, just us three. We were, like, sliding down it and, like, <laughs> just, like, cruising around, like, the flat, you know, like, the landing ramp, just dropping in on that and just mm -hmm. doing power slides and fucking off. It was pretty fun. Oh, that's, that's so crazy. sick. <laughs> Bob's doing it big, eh? The man's got an estate. Oh, of course. You need some space for that fucking Yeah, shit. he's... Real shit. That man's got some shit. Like, he's... Yeah. He's got quite the, quite the operation going on over there. No doubt. Tell us about the Wallenberg contest. Um, all right. So I broke my ankle trying that crook and I couldn't skate for like six months. And then I was kind of just getting back into it. And like, I'd like ollied the double set at Black Box. Like they had like a three flat five double set. Like I just skated the park a bunch. And uh, I don't think I was staying there at that point, but I'd like go to that park every day and just meet up with people. And I was like, just trying to hang out and be around skating and like my ankle was feeling better finally like I was wearing a brace but it was like pretty much healed and uh I heard that like some zero guys were going to SF for that I was like damn like is there room like could I maybe hop in like just to like be in the mix and be around skating and like skate street with them and just you know kind of get back into the swing of things after like being out for months and uh, the team manager, Greg, at the time was like, like, yeah, you could come if you try to Ollie Wallenberg. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. And then the time came and like, I was like, you're not going to make me try that shit, are you? And like, you you'll still be my friend if I don't. And they, like, he was <laughs> like, nah, like, you got to do it. I was like, fuck. I was like 20, 21, like. Just like I still want to, I want to be friends. Like I don't want, <laughs> I don't want this guy to not be my friend if I don't try it. Like I totally took him seriously, but yeah, I, that was so whack. <laughs> that was that was not fun. Shit. I mean, that shit is huge, and I didn't really want to try it. I kind of felt pressured into it, but after seeing like the other girls try it, no offense, I was like shit i think i could do this <laughs> like, <laughs> like i i mean i stuck it a bunch and uh i actually i broke my board and used Alyssa's board for a few tries and like 
I don't think she was skating that much at that point. Her board seemed like, you know, like a kid's board who'd, like, left their board in, like, their garage for, like, a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, the trucks just, like, like, would only turn one way and, like... Yeah. I don't know, she skated, like, pretty skinny boards. It was, like, a 7-6 or something. Just, like, something I wasn't used to. And I actually broke my wrist trying that. And Damn it. That was, that was just... You took some big-time bills. That, that was a bad time, kind of, at the time. Like, it's kind of cool to look back on. Like, I'm glad I tried it and shit. But, like, I mean, I, like, broke my wrist. And, like, just, I don't know. Like, my friends on the team, like, I was with, like, the Zero crew. Like, oh, these guys are my friends. Like, I'm trying to be a part of this i was like i think i broke my wrist like shit feels jacked and they're like no you're fine here take some excedrin like i was like i gotta go to a doctor <laughs> like this doesn't feel good and they're like oh no you're you're good you didn't you know that didn't look that bad <laughs> like wow. but i ended up having to like get surgery and shit because of that like i fully like broke my wrist like pretty bad just like didn't get it looked at oh, for like months after that sucks um any thoughts on well i know you said you're not you don't keep up too much with what's popping but i would hope that this came across your world switch hard flip brandon turner 38 or 39 years old don wallenberg right yeah, yeah he just did it yeah i i saw that that was incredible <laughs> i mean i just saw like i saw like a clip of it on instagram just real quick but i was like fuck yeah, yeah like still doing it like that's it's my boy <laughs> just like <laughs> like grew up just... grew up like pretty stoked on him and like sammy baptista and like the young oh, yeah, kids. Yeah. fulfill the dream dude it's just, yeah <clears throat> i saw you one trick of the year with yeah that, which is that's 10k 10k right there <laughs> uh, but more than more than winning and the money and shit it's just literally insane that He's thirty-eight. 39, it's not right that he, did, he that. Just did that. No, that's yeah. that's trick of the year without a doubt. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's, that's probably that might be like decade. That might be the only trick I saw this year that I was like, yes, <laughs> like, yeah, like I I I love yeah. this. I, like, where's where's more? <laughs> like, I don't know. I like just I don't know. Like the whole just like seeing shit on Instagram. Like, I don't like check the Thrasher side or anything like that. Like, I don't really like watch you know parts like if it's mm -hmm. like not like a full video or something like really like those don't exist anymore i know yeah. i mean that that kind of like took it away from me like i don't like watch skating on like the web like i watch like if it's not on like <laughs> if it's not on like a dvd at least like i might not see it the unless it's like a friend's video so or something joker but that clip got me stuck though but yeah sorry <laughs> Last story we we need to hear about. Can you tell us about the time a bee got in the whip? What happened? <laughs> I mean, every day after school, uh, I might have been a senior, and like my friends were a little younger than me. But I'd like go to the other campus and pick them up, and then, you know, either take them or go to like our friend Donnie's house, who I gave you his contact, or just go straight to like the cement park that was like, you know, in like our hometown. And just like skate after school or whatever but um we were in like downtown lagrange like heading to i think my friend donnie's and i was driving my dad's 99 honda accord aka desert storm and <laughs> yeah i think a blue a bee flew in the window and i just lost my shit and like <laughs> i was like trying to like lodge it in like the front crevice of yeah. like the windshield 
and I think I ended up like rear-ending some lady and like oh. not even bad though like I might have like chipped some paint off her like she was driving like a minivan like there was like a little paint chip but she lost her shit and she was like that's more expensive to fix than like if you you know like smashed into it or something I just remember her saying something like that that's like more of an expensive repair than if you like damaged it or you know but I was like I don't know like sorry lady like <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it might not There's be as a over here lady yeah, I'm not trying to die here <laughs> it might not be as like I don't know climactic of a story as <laughs> you would you would think it would be but yeah I crashed my dad's car into some lady who got pissed because of a bee the cicadas were worse though i'm surprised he didn't bring that up because that like in the, what happened with those? like in the midwest like or where i'm from the cicadas you know they come up from the ground like every 17 years or something yeah and yeah. 2007 was like the year of the swarm and like that happened like every day like a cicada would fly in my car and i'm just like ah! like you know like, <laughs> get out like i'd like lose control of the wheel and like just this bug would like freak me out because they're so like just cattywampus and top heavy and like just they're like just like they'll like fly into your face like they're harmless but they're just like big and weird and yeah. intimidating <laughs> like i don't like those things but you just reminded me of a funny story well m- hopefully mine is funny <laughs> we're all claiming funny stories <laughs> here we go we're gonna hear uh, it one way it's or worth, another. A, worth a shot i was in driving school <clears throat> and with a couple homies from high school so by the way if you're in driving school listening to this you got to do it with a friend because it's the most boring shit in the world but <laughs> we're doing the in class shit and then the teacher was like uh does anyone know like what could be dangerous like distracted driving and then my friend was just trying to be funny and like suck up and put his hand up like obviously we didn't care it was driving school but he was just like trying to be the like nerd of the day and like answer everything he's like a bee and then the, i don't think that's what the teacher was thinking about at all and, and he's like yes yes that's very good reno he's like, does anyone else does anyone else have like any other things that would you know be considered distracted driving he puts his hand up again and he's like a wasp <laughs> and everyone died <laughs> Get hell, Reno. A, cl- a killer shit. wasp. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what are those new ones? The murder hornets? Or a oh, mur- my gosh. A murder wasp. Just, like, different forms of, like, like a bee or wasp, but just, like, progressively worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bumblebee. Oh, God. <laughs> Honeybee. So, just go back. Like, <laughs> What's next for Marissa? I don't know. Not a whole lot. <laughs> like, trying to get this these sick threads while they're available because yep. i feel like i don't know how much longer the thrift world's got yeah when is it like are we on the verge of running out of vintage stuff dude i think about that sometimes it's like i don't know because now like the stuff that like i'm really into like you know like 60s and 70s you know like just basic casual like t-shirts jeans mm-hmm. sweatshirts just you know stuff that you could like wear all the time i guess but that shit's like getting impossible to find so i can't even imagine like i mean in 10 years when like it's like hard to find like 90s shit like like a scooby like a scooby-doo shirt's worth like 200 bucks or something you know so fucking crazy it's just like the market's always changing and i know it's just like 
there's way more people doing it now too like it's totally caught on like there's so many people that do what i do it's everywhere yeah instagram shops no for sure there's like like everybody and their dad have like a fucking like vintage instagram handle (laughs) you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about the thrift world really but wouldn't it be like i i feel like we wouldn't run out because as time goes on like you could just go to the next decade becomes vintage no no is it not? i mean that's yeah i guess you're right that's kind of true but it's but just like, like what's gonna happen we're gonna get to like the early 2000s is gonna be the vintage shit like yeah, that's not like, what people want i know but think about when it's 2040 yeah it's like yo i got this fucking like thing from 2002 i mean that's like some some g-unit clothing or something that's like that's honestly like how it is now like the early 2000s shit like goes right now which is weird yeah because like i like usually wouldn't even grab that stuff but now it's like oh that was like 20 years ago like and there's like all these young kids that like yeah are Mm -hmm. into vintage but it's like different for them because like they grew up in a different era like i mean i grew up in like the early 90s so like that's like where it starts like anything like like i'll find like you know like a spongebob shirt like uh like this is kind of trash i mean i I love spongebob but like you know there's a market i guess that like that like hasn't really caught on yet i guess but like i don't know just there's everybody's into different shit like the younger kids tend to be into like the kind of newer like hype shit Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah i mean i guess like if it's even still existing, like, in 2040, like, stuff from now would be, like, exactly. considered so, vintage. Yeah. And, like, early 2000s stuff would be, like, an antique, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, some bunt gear. Bunt gear is going to be hot in 2050. Well, you can find you that me? shit at Value Village. <laughs> Throw it in the vault, dudes. Get a vault going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're not busting your ass in the streets like you used to, but uh, any chance of uh, some, some clips coming out in the in the next <laughs> little bit? Some um, DS twenty something, whatever video you guys are on. <laughs> it would be eight, I guess. Probably not DS because <laughs> we've all sort of parted ways. I mean, I'm still friends with all those guys, but we don't like. Everybody lives in different places, and it would have to mm-hmm. be with them. Like, I don't want to have like a new crew. Like, it just wouldn't be the same. No. But I mean, mm-hmm. you might see like a clip or two. Like, I'm probably not going to film another part or anything. But I'll I'll get like a clip. <laughs> every now and again just some fun fun skate park shit or something we're always looking for uh, clips for the video that we're working on slowly but surely so when the time comes we're thrifting for clips (laughs) when the the time comes we might have to go jamie thomas on your ass (laughs) time to perform (laughs) (laughs) the video part's not gonna film itself (laughs) throw out one of those it's true that's sick. We'll uh, we'll have our eyes peeled for some clips, and I'm not joking. I will hit you up. Like, no, I mean I I pre I appreciate that. I'm flattered. Just don't don't keep your eyes too peeled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yo yo yo! It's rapid fire with the ghost, and this week, as always, we brought to you by Dickies. And we talk in the relaxed fit carpenter denim jeans. Y'all know I used to be as blue collar as it gets working construction before I became a multi-billionaire working at the bunt. But y'all know I didn't forget my roots. That's why I stay true to the relaxed fit carpenter denim jeans. Shout out to Dickies keeping me swagged out 24-7, 365. It's Dickies, baby. Yeah!
right, it's that time, Marissa. A little rapid fire with the ghost, you heard? <laughs> Shit. Christ, that never gets old. All right, favorite skater? Greco. Favorite video? Baker 2G. Favorite video part? Fucking Smolik. No, Muska fulfill the dream. No shit. <laughs> like, oh, let's go. Favorite style? Fucking like Jeff Rowley or something. I don't know. <laughs> Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Greco, misled youth. <laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Arto or? Oh, uh, yo, no, we're going with Arto. <laughs> I know Heath. Yo, I, I love your like skate brain that like shut off at a certain time. Yeah. It doesn't have like anything to do with the new people or like yeah. the last like ten years of skating. You're like, who's a shot where? <laughs> Dude, I no, I mean I, I I mean I shot's the shit. Like of course I know who that no, is. Arto was the sickest pick. We've never kidding, got that before. Kidding. But yeah, I mean if you're gonna say like as far as the last like five years, like I don't really have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite trick. I love a front side flip. I can't do them, but like, just watching like Reynolds or Tom Penny or you know one of those guys front side flip. It's like so like satisfying. It's like yes, like it looks so <laughs> yeah. it looks so nice. <laughs> Hardest trick for you? Front side flips. I can't do them. <laughs> or tray flip. I mean, I can't do I can't do any of that shit. Most illegal trick? Nolly big spin. I would say that's like. The nolly, the nolly, like backside big spin. That's literally the only trick that I'm like, Ugh. like it kind of makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah. Like not like nolly Smith is fine. Like what? any of that no. other shit. Like I don't <laughs> mind, but the nolly big spin. I'm like, like That's uh, that like that kind of it's like heartbreaking. <laughs> I might have to edit you out saying nolly Smith is fine for your own good, yo. You, I mean, yeah, you can edit me out. I'm. I'm it's it's actually it's actually not. I was joking. Uh, <laughs> favorite clip you've ever gotten? Dude, it was a while ago, but um, I had a white whale trick back in the day. I front boarded this rail that was uh, at this hospital near where I'm from, but it was like just something I've always wanted to do. And then, like ten years later, I did it, and I was like. I don't know, I was just really pumped on that. Like, I was more stoked on landing that than, like, anything in the Zero video, honestly. Because it was just, like, I wasn't, like, making bets. It was just, like, I genuinely, like, want to do this. It was just, like, a sick, like, accomplishment. Like, uh, like I wanted to do that for years and did it. Yeah, that's dope. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I was there when uh, James Hardy Nolly Trey flipped over that yeah that rail oh, in san rail? diego into no. the the black like the blacktop bank that was that was really gnarly not because like he was sketchy or like i didn't think he could do it or anything but it was just like just That's the insane. way that dude's brain works he's told me like i won't try something if i think i can do it I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make goddamn sense <laughs> but i mean that was just the way he worked and I don't know. That was pretty insane. That's dope. That's think, our guy. I think that's my favorite Nolly Tray of all time. We did oh, a yeah. Nolly Tray like bracket contest for like voting on the best one ever and that one lost in the finals to Herman, but Damn. That, that was my I would, pick. I would probably go with that one, honestly. 
for yeah. sure. He caught it. Like, if you freeze frame it, it looks like a fucking tweaked out kickflip or something. Like, yeah. Like, it's so good. That was just, like, his steez. Like, he did everything like that. Like, it was just natural. Speaking of mm-hmm. talent, like, that fucking guy. Yeah. Straight up. What's the one trick that got away? Dude, I almost boneless 360'd into that that day. And I, re- <laughs> I, really, I really wanted to land that, but I got broke off and... It sucked. I ended up, like, never going back for it. Kind of on purpose, because I didn't want to try it again, but I stuck it, like, dozens of times. Like, I just couldn't right away. That's so annoying. I saw saw some of the attempts watching that that best of today. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer, but what are you going to do? What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? I can't think of a specific one, but I, I had this one friend back in the day that was, like, he probably thought he was a lot better at skating than he was. <laughs> he was like very over his head, and like it's just like a, like a del- like a d- delusion of grandeur or some shit. I love that. I know he like tried to ollie this eleven stair. He was like, "Oh, I could totally do this." Like he would talk about it as if like he did it. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, like that's set, like easy. And then like I just filmed him bail down it like a couple times, and he'd just like scream in the air and like he was like almost in tears like it was like an emotional <laughs> breakdown like i mean that's a that's a pretty oh, good one it's all about putting those type of people on the spot yeah. Yeah. yeah we we knew him as johnny dragon what's the last new trick you learned i learned how to do like super budget backside hurricanes on three foot quarter pipes like <laughs> probably not dope. gonna probably not gonna do it on anything bigger but that's uh, that's probably the last trick I learned like a year ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dream job after skating. Um, I mean, I like don't skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you almost made me spit out my beard. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm honestly I'm pretty satisfied with what's going on now. Like, I'm I'm stoked I could make like the vintage thing work. Like, I want to keep this going as long as I can. Nice. Like th- this, like would have been my dream job, like at all times. I mean, because I, yeah. I was always, I was always thrifting. Like I was always doing this shit, anyways. And I was just like, oh, like, like I can make money off this. Like, and it's been mm-hmm. working, so it's been pretty sick. That's what's up. Favorite local brand? Reed Wheels. <laughs> that's that's kind of biased because it's my friend's company, but that's what we're looking for. Yeah, they have like I mean, extremely biased opinions. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I like that. He makes cool edits. He uses good music. Like, we have a good, like, squad going. Cool. Like, just, like, lo- like you know, friends do artwork for it and stuff. Biased, I know, but... Favorite local skater? Mike Marks is classic. My friend Zach, we call Zachmo. He's sick. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I could... I could answer that, but you got to turn off that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer right there. Yeah, we'll take that. Favorite teammate ever? Gilly, for sure. Like, Pat Burke. I mean, we weren't really teammates, per se, but, like, Black Box. we were always pretty close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I always liked, like, Keegan and Rattray a lot. Like, those two guys were always super cool. Sheldon was the shit. I was really bummed that he kind of just got, like... I don't know, like, forgotten about or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just, like, didn't get, like, the recognition he deserved. I was always pretty bummed on that. Sheldon's a Canadian legend up here, man. Keegan, too. Oh, man. yeah. Worst teammate ever. 
we're cool now, but Jamie Tansoni was pretty lame to me. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Hey. Is that, is that one of those? He deserves it. If he deserves it, hey. <laughs> I mean, he might even deny it. He probably doesn't even remember what he did. That's but... also possible, yeah. <laughs> no, he, I was really bummed on him for a long time. But, I mean, it's all water under the bridge now. That was, like, ten-plus years ago. I, I, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> like, she named names. He, he did some fucked-up shit to me. He's got to admit to it. But, I mean, if, he, if you're listening to this, Jamie, we cool. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah>. Worst company. <laughs> like, ever? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. There's... I feel like there's a lot. <laughs> like... As a girl growing up, like, hearing about, like, female brands, I was like, that is not cool. Like, Gala's shoes, like, oh, that shit's so <laughs> cheesy. Like, I mean, just, you know, like, from, like, a female perspective, like, just a girl team, like, like, oh, that's, like, like, why wouldn't they just want to be on a team with, like, the boys? <laughs> like, isn't that kind of, like, what skating is? Just, like, you know, communi- communal? But, I mean, I don't know, like, it's hard to pinpoint one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, just, like, shitty, like, 90s brands or something. Like, uh, I don't know, like, nice skate shoes or <laughs> something. Worst trend? Um, I don't know, like, Nigel Houston or something. <laughs> just as a trend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was good. I That's love that. Good. That's somebody I don't, like, I don't mind throwing him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Worst style. Oh, could I say him again? Yeah. <laughs> oh. there's, there's nobody else that, like, stands out to me. And, like, I am not in skating at all. He's got nothing on me. Like, <laughs> he's not going to end my career because I don't have a career. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, you might have to turn off that mic, my guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to name names, man. I could, I mean, I could name a name. You know what name I would name. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just leave it at that? Marisa. That's it, yo. You did it. You handled all the questions. The rapid fire. Sorry that took so long. <laughs> no, nah, you killed it, yo. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you. That was a blast. You guys are great. Good looks. Hell yeah, Marissa. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Real one Thank in you. the <laughs> This is the post office brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, they got you covered, man. Ghost. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Davis Campbell. Hey, Bump Boys, first off, want to thank you for what you do. The people appreciate it. Season 13 is off to a great start with Lenosi and Cyrus. Interviews being instant classics. The question is about the timing of Cyrus's episode. Were you guys asked to push out the release date so 917 had time to sell through his and Max's boards before people found out they quit? Just seeing how they dropped new boards in January, I thought you guys maybe were doing Alex and the folks at 917 a solid by delaying the episode's release. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the rest of season 13. Davis, thank you for the email. My man, you uh, 
You're trying to go inside the brain of D. Jones, the ghost, and Cyrus here. Something Stapid hates doing, going inside other people's heads. But nah, man, it wasn't that. Um, it, it wasn't that well thought out. It was just lucky to happen. We had no idea of Cyrus's intentions at the beginning of the episode when we started. And uh, funny how things work out sometimes, man. It was just crazy timing to have him on the show right when that was going down. Real shit. And yo, Davis, we got your other email. Sorry, we were slacking, but uh, we appreciate it and we, we will reach out to you. We'd love to, Hell yeah. to get something popping. Mm-hmm. Handshake emoji. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Hayden Mick. Yo, Ghost and Donovan, first time in the post office. Let's see how I do, eh? Y'all have touched on this in the past, but I just want to point out the irony that through the podcast name is The Bunt, there is a shortage of baseball talk. It's understandable, but leading into my question, what are a couple of unwritten rules in professional sports you guys know of? An example being if you're down 6-0 and the rival pitcher is working on a perfect game and you throw out a fucking bunt to get the team's first hit. Tire Pump, great work on the podcast. Y'all are consistent as shit, making Wednesdays way better for the average Joe like me. Shout out to Kingston Skate Park, best park in Washington State, period. Hayden from Seattle. Yo, Hayden, brother. We just some fucking average Joes too, man. And uh, we love doing this. Thank you for the email. Unwritten rules in professional sports, man. What do you got, Ghost? You know, the ones just not scoring when it's when it's game over. Like, I remember Sasa Vujicic one time in a playoff game against the Spurs. I think it was 2008 when they went to the finals, uh, the mm-hmm. Lakers, and they were blowing out the Spurs, and then Vujicic just, like, wet a three. <laughs> but he was such yeah. a little shit disturber. And then, like, then the fucking Spurs come up and start pushing and shoving, and it's just one of those ones where, you know, just let the fucking clock run out. And it, but yeah. that's like common in like most sports, you know. Yeah, extra scoring is is common in a lot of sports. You'll find there's coaches out there that will run up the score no problem, and they feel no type of way about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like in football it's less of a thing. Yeah, well they take their knees, but that's mostly just beneficial to them. Yeah. Um, in hockey, when you're fighting, you never punch a guy when he's on the ground, unless you're Wendell Clark. Um. Yeah, just shit like that. Is there any unwritten rules in skateboarding? I feel like one is when you're at a park and you see someone trying a trick, don't try that trick. Don't do a trick that someone else is trying at the park, especially if they're actually trying it. And even if they're like, it's one of your warm up tricks, like say someone's like a kid's there trying to learn crooks on the ledge, don't come through and disrespect the man and crooks the ledge, even though it's easy for you and part of your warm up, like. Have respect for the other skater. Damn, bro. That's just bringing flashbacks of when Morgan did that switch flip back tail in my face. Which Dude, I've you did a switch story backside multiple flip to times. me one time. <laughs> they just fucking sent me home and fucking... <laughs> with my fucking head between my legs, dog. Oh, shit. The Smith, man. You savage. Um, yeah, well, let's just go back to the OG fucking CMB rules biting beaming and bunting those are just three things that you know i mean bunting whatever that's fine because sometimes when you bunt something you're not intending to bunt but biting like dono said is is whack and then beaming is also whack and that's when 
you land a trick and then you look up to see who saw it you know it's more common with like younger kids who don't really know what's good yet but that's a bit of an unwritten rule imagine Yo, like, if you land your first 30 flip, years old then be excited and look at your homies but yeah yeah if you just did your fucking 400th back tail i don't need to look you in the eyes and clap <laughs> you just you just did a back tail like that's hype bro happy for you g yeah it's funny because skating like we're we're forced to like do this fake humble thing where like some people don't give a fuck like bastion but like you fucking you do a kickback tail kickflip for the first time ever and like the cool thing to do is just to ride to the other end of the park and you know show no emotion <laughs> not smile yeah but at least definitely just don't look up at everyone but like I mean, cracking a smile or something is one thing, but yeah, don't try not to beam and bite. Next up, we got an email from Leonard Chen. What up, Bunt Bros? Love the pod and hope to see more bangers this season. The Cyrus episode was an absolute barn burner, especially the rapid fire. My first question is, do you guys think he'll get picked up by the FA hockey camp and join his old teammates that Dill poached? It's almost a joke at this point, seeing the 917 to FA pipeline. But I think he'd be a good fit on hockey. Second question is how does one stop the dreaded swell bow? I almost never slam on my shoulder or my hand, so I always end up with some fat swell bows after a long sesh. Maybe I just suck at bailing, but what are your thoughts? Is it an inevitable part of skating or something that you can avoid with some proper technique? Peace out. I honestly don't think Cyrus is going to go to FA or hockey. And like you said, he would look perfect on either or great fit for hockey but i don't know i think he's uh i think he's gonna end up somewhere we don't expect man yeah agreed agreed swalbo you ever deal with those nah i'm not much of a like falling on my elbow like i'm too scared of fucking hitting your funny bone to fucking let my elbows hit the ground like that yeah i've never been a swalbo guy either so I don't know. Maybe I actually have no advice. I know. Like, who? I don't understand. How do you never slam on your shoulder or hands, especially your hands? Like, that's what I do more often than anything. Yeah, you gotta. Maybe you need to work on some proper technique, bro. Slamming on your elbows sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds harsh. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Joseph Abarca. Hey, Dono and Seifa, wanted to give a return shout-out to Joshua Murphy from last week's episode. Took me a while to get him into the pod, but now I wake up Wednesday mornings to text from him with spoilers from the episodes. What? (laughs) I once saw Josh switch trade the infamous Denver Park No Pegs Gap. Hope that earns him some sort of switch trade ranking. Josh also did all the heavy lifting and securing the Leo Romero episode, which leads me to my question. During your guys' offseason, I revisited Leo's episode and he brings up the women's voice in the intro of the pod, which turns out is safe as X, who coincidentally he has a date with scheduled two weeks later. We never got an update on how the date went. Hope this isn't a sensitive subject, but how'd that date go? Cheers, guys. Joseph, bruv, thanks for checking in. Uh, <laughs> on the ghost love life. But yo, no, we have addressed that. Clearly, you haven't been listening to all your post office, sir. But no, uh, no, nah, nah, the date went great. And I don't know how many years ago that was now, but shit, we lived together. We've been back together. 
everything's all good it was just her birthday happy belated coco uh so yeah everything's all good brother we chilling thanks for your concern you uh you knocked that date out of the park eh (laughs) you came correct what'd you do what was the recipe to to get her back man shit i don't even know where'd you take her i don't remember i just remember that whole like that whole phase but i don't remember that specific thing like i remember going for a bike ride and going for lunch one time and damn lunch is the friend date too yeah had to take it slow you know what i'm saying (laughs) but yeah sorry i don't i don't remember the whole the full process but we're here now so all ages ago yeah everything's good my guy yeah coco been in the building all right, next up, we got an email from TJ Armstrong. Hey, what's good, Sunny Dogs? Mad juice to have y'all back in Studio E. I've been listening back to a lot of old interviews while I waited patiently for this barn burner of a season to warm up the minus 28 degrees Celsius weather we've been having here in Minnesota. I have two questions for you. Saifa mentioned the Kanye West incident during a past post office and said he would tell the story later in the season. Can the people be blessed to hear the story now? Let's hear it, dog. What's the what's the Kanye West incident? Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming it was what went down in New York. Mm-hmm. You want to tell a story? Is it a good enough story for that? Sure. That's more... You, you have a better memory of it. You, you run the people through that one. And you're the Kanye fan, or were at least. We were in New York, maybe like our first time in New York, was it? Yeah, it was mine. Yeah, years ago, like 15 years ago, it feels like. Maybe a little bit less. But our homie Simon was staying there, uh, going to school there, so he had an apartment, so obviously all the homies went down there. I think like seven of us packed into this little one-bedroom apartment, straight chilling, going out every night. Somehow, Aiden Johnston had the plug on some party we probably shouldn't have been at inside this nice hotel. We're in the hotel, party's in the basement, chilling. We exit, it had to be like super late, like after two, maybe like whatever, late in the late in the night. We come up out the basement, going through the lobby of the hotel to exit. We're walking out and I see Kanye West just chilling on one of the couches in the hotel. <laughs> big Kanye fan myself at the time. Um, Sebastian Lyman was a big Kanye fan at the time too. We were the only two people that were hyped on him. Like everyone else kind of hated Kanye especially Seifa and the guy who owned the place, Simon. (laughs) And uh, so I like go up to him and I try to take a picture of him. Or maybe I was like, yo, Kanye, let's get a photo. And he was like, nah. And I was like, fuck, yo, Kanye, come on, man. Like, take a photo with me. And he was chilling with some girl and the girl started being like, he doesn't want to take a photo with you, yada, yada. And I was like, fuck, this is so whack. So I pulled out my phone, tried to take a photo of him. And the security guard like jumped in front of me and I still have this photo somewhere. I gotta find it, I'll post it up maybe. And it's like, you can see Kanye in the back with the security guard kind of blocking it. And then they like escort us out of the hotel cause we were bothering him. And I was like, yo, we gotta wait till Kanye comes out so we can holler at him again. Like I gotta get this photo. Like when oh am I ever God. gonna get this photo? And Bass was like, yo, it would be bare street credit if we post this photo on Instagram with Kanye. Like. We gotta get this shit. This is back when Instagram. This is 2012. Was brand new. I just remembered, yeah, because that's when brand we, spanking new. 
Yeah. And uh, we were like fighting for 10 likes back then. So I'm like, if we get a photo with Kanye, like we hit that explore page, we're going to be famous <laughs> off this shit. <laughs> so now we're waiting outside. Simon and Seifa and Ben and Aiden are like, yo, fuck this shit. Like, let's go. Me and Bass are like, nah, we're fucking waiting. We came as a crew. We're leaving as a crew. We're sticking it out. And while we're standing out there waiting, I, there's like a paparazzi guy out there. And he's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for him to come out too. And then Kid Cudi comes busting out the door. And I'm like, holy fuck, Kid Cudi. Start chasing him down. Try to get a photo with him. Didn't happen. And then finally, Seifa and Simon lost their cool. And they made us leave. But Simon was actually hella mean to me that night. He like got super mad at me for wanting to do that, calling me stupid and shit. <laughs> and then I'll always remember this. Like I was sleeping on the floor of his bedroom on like some pillows and he was in the bed, obviously. And before we went to sleep that night, he was like, yo, Dono, I'm sorry I got mad at you, man. I didn't really mean it. I just wanted to come home. <laughs> so I was like, ah. <laughs> this man's showing, showing his soft side. All right, yeah. back to the email. I don't know if that that uh, story was worth the time, but you asked for yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was a good one. All right. Back to the email. Also, what are your opinions on Bennett grinds and barley grinds? Personally, I love doing the tricks and enjoy how they look and feel, but I often hear old heads and others not be juiced on them. I remember someone Bennett grinded the big out ledge in New York a few years back and remember specifically someone prominent in the skate industry chimed in and said he should have just switched back Smith did. What are your takes on Barley's and Bennett's? Stoked for the new season. Y'all are the best. Thank you. Um, Bennett is back 180 switchback Smith, right? Yeah. And Barley is switch 180 front Smith. Or 180 switch Smith. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't like either of them, to be honest. And maybe the guy was right. If he had switchback Smith, that would went crazy. Homie was 100% right. I guess that makes us old heads. I I don't like Bennett grinds at all. I see big spin Bennett grinds now and all types of Bennett grind combos. I can't stand them, but I do like when Matt Bennett does them. Like when that Toy Machine video dropped, I forget which one it was now. Um, that shit that shit was banging. You know, it was shocking at the time. I think he did it on a rail and on a hubba, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, yo, that's dope. But then I. Other than him, I don't like seeing them at all. I, a thousand like switchback Smith's one of my favorite tricks and one of the steeziest tricks I think when you do them good. So that old head was right I think. And then 180 switch Smiths I don't mind. You know if you throw one. You like that better than the Bennett grind? Yeah, like I don't know. James Hardy has like a massive one in his real part. Like I, I'm down for the occasional. You just throw one out there on a rail. I hate them switch. Switch 180 Smith is like the worst trick ever. Maybe worse than Nolly Smith. Uh, but yeah, of the four, like switch Bennett grind, gross Bennett grind, gross. Unless you're Matt Bennett, regular 180 switch Smith. I'll give it a pass and switch 180 Smith. The worst of all of them. TJ, man, thanks for the email, brother. <laughs> Keep right. doing whatever tricks you want. Yeah, that that too. Don't listen to us, dog. All right, next up, we got an email from Marvin Herrera. What up, Bunters? I want to give a shout out to the Deep Dish crew for putting out their eighth video, Terminal. It's on Free Skate Mag's YouTube channel. 
All them boys crushed downtown Chicago in a beautifully made skate vid. Y'all should check it out. Big shout out to Derek Esparza. <laughs> My question is... Is that a new thing now? Is that like, that's your thing? I don't know. Name's good now. Well, people be asking now. Shit. My question is: If you had to form your ultimate Voltron skater, taking parts from different skaters to create your perfect skater, who would you draw those skills from? Pick transition, flip tricks, grind slides, manuals, big handrails, and big stairs and gaps. I would take Pedro Barros, Luan Oliveira, Tiago Lemos, Daywan Song, Jamie Foy, and Chris Joslin. I went newer school. Let's get an OG list. Yo, but homie forgot probably the most important category in that style. So maybe we'll add that one in too. Marvin, you, you go, also you picked first. like the worst list possible, my G. I mean, <laughs> Tiago and Daywan. Well, other than that, brother. Holy fuck. Um, I mean, we, we're pretty consistent with who we like. So let's just go tit for tat, man. We'll do. We'll create the the greatest bunt skater we can together. Um, right. You want me to start with transition? Yeah. Transition, easy. Grant Taylor, let's go. All right. Flip tricks. Oh yeah. All right. Flip tricks. We'll go with. Well, he said he wants an older school one, but new school these days the cleanest flip tricks. Diego Najera. And if we're going a little more like our generation. Uh, I always loved any flip trick that Nick Trapasso did. Best switch flips, like his flicks mm-hmm. and all stances are just next level. Grinds and slides. Nikita Stain, brother. Oh, shit, eh? You know what it is, bro. I, that, that fucking clip at Lot 11 fucked me right up with that back tail on the QP. <laughs> Manuals. Um, shit, you obviously got the greatest of all time in day one. Um, I'll go, I'll give it to the one two punch of uh, Javier Sarmiento and Rodrigo TX because I just love all their parallel clips back in the day. Mm, so yeah. crispy. Big handrails. James Hardy still on them to this day. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then big gaps. I feel like big gap skating is one of the harder things to like Reynolds, bro. Make look real good. Obviously, yeah, Reynolds. Oh, Herman. Herman just looks too smooth, man. Floating through the air. Boom. There's your skater, man. Oh, and style. Let's just throw some Appleyard style on, on oh, that. And it's game damn. over. Yeah, that's your that's your Voltron skater right there. All right, next up, we got an email from Trini Daddy. Email says his name is Matt D'Souza, so we'll go with that. Bunk Gang, what's Gucci? Loving the new season so far. You boys always steady killing it. Thought I'd get in on some of the post office action and ask you boys your opinion on indie trucks pulling their Iron Cross logo. Was wondering if you guys were following that story as it was happening. I'm almost certain I read that Jim Phillips, the designer, pulled inspiration from some kook-ass Nazi shit for the logo design, which, if it's true, is some real kook-level tomfoolery. I guess the fact that Indy pulled the logo shows they were feeling a type of way about it. Just wondering what your boys' thoughts are on it. You think they made the right call? 
Keep them barns burning, boys. Much love, your boy Trini Daddy. Shout out East York. P.S. Speaking of the goat Colin Passy last week, am I tripping or was there a Colin Passy episode up at one time that I can't find anymore? Swear I seen that somewhere. Colin Passy had a written interview at one point when we were doing those on our website back in the day. No actual podcast it but a written interview but nah you weren't tripping and i i definitely was not uh keeping up with this i know that there was a bit there last spring when people were when that cancel culture was going crazy in the skate game and people were coming at everyone that uh people were going at indy for the logo and uh rightfully so man honestly like i ain't gonna miss the logo are, are you no, I was uh, not paying attention to that either. That was when I was off screens for a while, so I don't even know what happened with that, to be honest. Yeah, well, it, the, the Iron Cross logo is gone, and is what it is. They definitely made the right call. Time to move on, and uh, they did that. Yeah, good for them. All right, next up, we got an email from Marshall Hoffman. Hey, Bump Boys, I've gone through almost all the episodes twice. So easy to say I'm enjoying what y'all are doing. You have me looking crazy when I'm cracking up in public for no reason. <laughs> to the question, do you guys have a go-to street spot to go to for warm-ups before hitting some real spots? I'm from Ottawa, so you may be aware of the archive spot. Personally, I always hate it when we meet there because I know it'll lead to us mostly wasting the whole day there. Just curious if you guys had a spot like that and if you enjoyed the sessions there. I guess bonus, if you have any archive stories, sorry for the long-worded question. Keep killing it, although I would love to hear an interview with Max Palmer, especially after hearing the Cyrus app. All right, thanks and peace. Yo, that was a nice and concise email, man. You should see some of the fucking novels we begin. Um, yeah, of course we know archives. And um, Spent an archive plenty story. of times there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know first, if I have a first story. part. Yeah, I don't know. First part of the question, though, do we have a spot like that? Oh, uh, that the spot, I feel yes. like in TDOT is always changing, though. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's either Dunbat is the classic time warp where it's like, let's meet at Dunbat, and then you might be there all day and never leave. Yeah. But then in the streets, it, it can also be Pond. So at Ryerson, there's the, the empty pond that I'm sure if you're from Ottawa, you're probably familiar with. People skate those ledges. It's another time warp. Um, the ultimate time warp back in the day was a drift when I was in Kensington, just chilling on the stoop and skating flat. Like the amount of days we just never left there. It's like, all right, meet at a drift at one and then we'll go skate street. And then next thing you know, it's like 7 p.m. and someone fucking hits the beer store. Uh, but yeah, we have those spots, but I enjoy Nowadays them. Like, we're I don't lucky, mind. I think. Nowadays we're lucky because that warm-up spot is U of T Manny and you get kicked out of there. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the best possibility is that you get like a half hour and then you get the boot. So yeah, honestly, we're so old and washed now that we don't want to get kicked out and we just want to stay at the warm-up spot. So times have changed. Yeah. These days it's like unless unless there's a specific ass trick at a specific spot you want to go to. You're probably just gonna end up at one of those fucking time warps. I can only warm up. I can only warm up once now, dog. Yeah. Fuck. Sad. Second wind is hard to come across. Play the days. sad music, Ants. 
and archives. archive stories. I don't know if I have an actual story there, but we skated that shit a lot when we were there back in the day. No one really skated the ledges as much as they do now. Everyone would just skate the set back then. I don't think I have like a story. Um, there's obviously the summer of Warpath, that whole Ottawa story, but we can't go down that road. I'll just say my favorite trick from back in the day was when uh, Cooper switch front shoved it in the big ass yellow polo. Shoved Yo, the coop. That was beast. Yeah, I don't really have a memorable story. I'd say like our favorite trick. I always loved Dave Lapchuk's frontside half cab, the first eight, and then Nolly backside flip the second. Because, like, when I finally went there for the first time, I was like, yo, this is fucking serious. Like, um, hitting hitting both is pretty fucking G. And Mitch's back nose grind, that out ledge, is just so insane. Oh, one time, actually, I was there when Mitch learned front nose grind pop out. Like, he did his first one ever. And then he fucking, it's on my Instagram somewhere. He, he did it. On, he probably grinded, like, 85% maybe more of the entire like wax ledge at the top and popped out yeah it was it was insane because most of that ledge isn't even like skated you know people skate the ends but you know mitch and his nose grinds take that shit as long as you can so like safe said the post office has been getting absolutely filled with emails and we absolutely love it but we have to wrap it up this week. Our last one is from Ethan Rhodes. Yo, what's up, Safe and Donald? Long-time listener, first-time emailer, and I wish I had some better news to share for my first time. I know y'all remember the boy Leo Ranks, the guy who won the CHPO ad contest with the Rhymes of Sin. Well, I know him as Connor Holiday, and he's a good buddy of mine. Unfortunately, he recently took a very hard spill on the board and will be on the bench for a while. I hoped I could give him a shout out through the bunt because we're both big fans and I can't go visit him in the hospital. Connor could use all the support, prayers, good vibrations, or whatever else you got sent his way. Shoot, maybe even a box. I joke, but for real. I also want to say thank you to Efren and the crew for saving his life and thank you guys for being a lifesaver in a different way. I don't have a question this time, but I'll cook one up for next. Much love, Connor. We know how strong you are, and this is just a speed bump. Thank you, and be safe. Ethan Rhodes. Damn, man. That's super, super sad news. So sorry to hear it. All we can do is hope for a speedy recovery, Connor. Uh, Thanks for being, you know, a loyal listener and always fucking sending us hilarious voice notes and shit um so we're thinking about you and really hope you get better and we can't wait to hear from you again man be well and rest up definitely hope that uh you're not on the bench for too long connor and just know the way you guys look forward to the podcast and me and the ghost absolutely looked forward to every email and voice note you sent leo ranks put a smile on our faces for a long time and we are truly grateful for you man and Hopefully, like I said, it's a speedy recovery and maybe we can even get a session of our own in soon. And Connor, definitely hit us up, slide in our email, our DMs, whatever it is. We got no problem blessing you with the box, my man. You're a, you're a big time part of the bunt, dude. Leo Ranks is one of the goats and uh, we appreciate everything you've done and sent into the pot, man. No doubt, man. Get well soon. And uh, yeah, 
huge backlog. We will get to all your emails throughout the season. Rest assured. Yes, sir. Send them in. TheBuntLive at gmail.com. We got to keep it moving. Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Brought to you by... Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner. The only buzz. Last week we had our first ever Steam Whistle contest. Trying to get some of them green cans to the people. And Ghost, what was the answer, man? Uh, Well, turns out we should have done more due diligence than just blindly trusting our idol Jalen Rose. Who on many occasions claimed that... Him and Reggie Miller were the only duo to have 40 points in a playoff game. Uh, but we found out that uh, Hakeem the Dream and Clyde Drexler did it. And I think there was another combo even before. But yeah, so we did get a winner. And thanks for educating us. Actually, everyone who, who wrote in uh, educated us. <laughs> but regardless, all you had to do was name anyone prior to LeBron and Kyrie and you won. Yeah, we were looking for Jalen and Reggie, but anyone who did it, any one of the correct answers won. So congrats to the winner. You got them green cans coming your way soon. Hell yeah. So let's keep it with basketball real quick. And speaking of Jalen Rose, I had this thought in my head the other day. I remember Jalen Rose during the summer of Kawhi came out and said for sure that Kawhi Leonard was staying a Raptor that it was a done deal. He was coming back to the Raptors and then whether it was a day or two later or a little bit longer, obviously ended up signing with the Clippers. A question I've been thinking about this week and I wanted to pose to you was, A, does Kawhi regret leaving the Raptors and signing with the Clippers? And B, do you think we could have won again last season? Yes. Well, A, I don't think he'll regret it like we'll see we'll see you know because like obviously he's a competitor so he and one of the top players in the NBA so he probably believes he has a chance to win it all every year so I don't think he'll have any regrets until you know the dust settles and we see if the Clippers win a championship Uh, so I'll say he has no regrets but I do think we would have had I think we would have gone to the finals hands down like 100% would we have beaten the Lakers I don't know but you know I'd like our chances so uh, that was really so such a bummer to see the Lakers or sorry to see the Clippers and Raptors get just as far as each other get eliminated in round two in game seven that was some fucking bullshit extremely Uh, frustrating yeah and then to see the Miami Heat were the ones that made it to the finals and they were a great team and all but the Raptors with Kawhi were special man yeah, like we took the fucking Celtics to seven and then they got dusted. Like, I think we would have been by far the favorites to come out of the East. But, you know, there's no point in staying bummed about that. No. We still love Kawhi forever for what he brought to us two years ago. Oh, my God. Our knight in shining armor. <laughs> so, speaking of the Raptors, Kyle Lowry, the greatest Raptor of all time, obviously on the trade block. We don't know if he's going to be traded. We don't know if he's staying. We don't know if he's going to resign. Give me your prediction on what you think will happen with Kyle with the trade deadline looming. 
Bro, this is one of the toughest ones because I've heard Ryan Rosillo said something about like, oh, everyone knows it's a foregone conclusion. He's gone. Like that's what that's what's coming out of his camp, you know? And like he sold his house or some shit. All that type of news was coming out. But then Lowry's Instagram was like, if it doesn't come from me, like it's not true. Don't listen to the fucking bullshit. So I have no idea, man. I have no idea. Sometimes I have a feeling one way or another, but I really don't in this situation. You want him to stay or you want him to go? I'd love for him to stay, you know, but if we can significantly upgrade the team uh, for the long term and get like a, a young a young stud, then why not? Because we can always bring back Lowry on a... Like he said, he wants to retire a Raptor, right? Whether that's just playing out his contract and re-signing or whatever or coming back on a on a 10 day or one day or whatever those like honorary contracts are like paul pierce and the celtics either way you know so whatever makes lowry happy at this point it's the same feeling i have with Kawhi. it's just like he can do no wrong in our eyes you know Mm -hmm. i think it comes down to this management has to have the tough conversation with kyle lowry and see what his plans are for next year do you want to stay a raptor if so, you stay a Raptor, man. But if there are thoughts in your head about potentially leaving, going somewhere else, trying to find a title, because we're not, say, in the middle of a rebuild, but like we have some work to do. So if you're not okay with being a part of that, then the time is now to trade you when we can acquire something. So tough conversation to have, but clearly Masai is not scared to do it. And we'll see what happens. I hope he just stays, man. Yeah, we don't want another DeMar DeRozan situation with some saltiness and a bitter breakup. So hopefully they, you know, have the tough conversation. Yeah. Something none of us wanted to see, Joel Embiid going down. Looked like it was a pretty serious knee injury. Turns out, hyperextended his knee, bone bruise, out for a little while. Best case scenario, right? Yeah, they're saying two to three weeks. Uh, that's a huge relief. He'll be back with plenty of time for the playoffs. I'm just bummed because I was really enjoying this like insane MVP season he's been having. I have him on one fantasy team, and like all of a sudden, you got 45 points and 18 rebounds and three blocks with good percentages, a couple threes. It's just he's a cheat code man and it's been great to watch so hopefully he can regain that and sadly looks like lebron's gonna be in the driver's seat for mvp unless uh the joker can make it pop i think the scariest thing was seeing Embiid's initial reaction and i think his initial reaction was strictly out of fear i mean yeah. there can't be anything scarier for him than to have to go through another long injury especially while he's playing the best basketball of his life. And I think once he started to calm down and he could see that he could walk and it was just a little bit of a limp, that a big relief for him as well. But that initial shot of him in fear, screaming, grabbing at the knee was probably just absolutely terrifying for him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I feel like we've all been there at one point or another as skaters, you know, and you sometimes the initial pain or shock takes over and it might take like you fear the worst and then you're like oh shit okay maybe I, maybe i can shake this one off you know exactly so good news Embiid won't be out for too long go so let's wrap this up with a little bit of sad news man tom brady 
has claimed another victim. Oh, God. <laughs> Sad but true. No one wanted to see it happen this way. I mean, the guy's lucky he got his one ring, but Tom Brady moved down to Tampa to finish him off once and for all. Drew Brees <laughs> has retired, and it is at the hands of TB12. Yep. Uh, congrats on an epic career. You know, let's not focus on how it ended. You know, fucking first ballot Hall of Fame resume. Um, let's celebrate Drew Brees, man. Yeah, let's celebrate, man. Congrats, <laughs> Drew Brees. Big career. Wish you out of uh, won some more. Obviously, well-deserving. Clearly put in the work. One of the most prepared quarterbacks at all time. Seems like a hell of a guy as well. Very important down there in New Orleans. So... Congrats, Drew Brees, and uh, another quarterback slot opens up, man. Imagine Deshaun Watson down there. <sighs> Don't talk Damn. about it. Let's see it, man. Yeah, you think they? You think they're actually gonna give the keys to Jameis or what? Hell no, hell no. They <laughs> they fucking played Taysom Hill over Jameis. You kidding me? Yeah. Well, at least he got to touch the the playoffs for a second, and he's one for one touchdown. Bro, that's so. when they knew Drew Brees was done. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but damn, G. Yo, yeah, probably, I like, I like sorry, that he go. bowed out like that. You know, like yo, Big Ben, like fucking hang him up, dog. <laughs> uh, Big Ben, I think he may actually have something against the Steelers organization. <laughs> this is the pain he's putting them through by doing this, but whatever. They got the New Orleans Saints are looking on into the future now, and we'll see. Who's next down there, man? Yeah, and in Big Ben's defense, at least his arm still works, you know? <laughs> his legs haven't worked in five years, man. I know, I know, which is shitty. Fucking but hell. Like, uh, watching <laughs> which Drew try and throw was fucked, man. It just reminded oh, me man. of the first time I ever watched football seriously um, when you made me watch the Cam Newton fucking Peyton Manning Super Bowl, and I was so confused. By, by like, Peyton's arm? by Peyton's arm I was like wait what what is happening here why are these passes going five yards to the wobble of pain <laughs> Yo, you know how we picked in the post office we picked the Voltron skater I'm gonna pick the uh the worst possible quarterback would be Big Ben's legs Drew Brees's arms <laughs> and Carson Wentz's brain duck <laughs> oh my god can you imagine yo, that quarterback out there Jesus Christ yo you know what's funny though Speaking of that first Super Bowl where I was so perplexed by Peyton's arm, it's it's sad to see that that's Cam's arm these days. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he used to have a rocket. Now it's fucking. <clears throat> I don't even know. Yeah. All right, Ghost, let's wrap it up, man. All right, man, we out. Congrats to Cam on his new deal. That was kind of surprising to see. Fucking Aaron Jones is staying in Green Bay. Let's go. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs> Adam Schefter with a little bit of news on the way out. Yo, enjoy the video up next week. Boom, we out.